Today's episode of the From Goals to Growth podcast is brought to you by Sesh Coworking. Sesh is Houston's first female-focused co-working space. It is an inclusive space that is open to all. I personally enjoy going there because I've been working from home during the entire pandemic, and Sesh gives me an option to get outside my house but still feel safe. They're currently operating at 50% capacity and still require guests to wear masks. They are taking all of the necessary safety protocols, and that just really makes me feel comforted. I also just enjoy being around a community of hardworking women from across all industries. It's just a really great space. It's beautiful inside. They have great coffee. They have awesome customer service. I mean, Meredith and Maggie, the owners are, as soon as you walk through the door, they are there to greet you and are willing to help you with whatever you may need. So thank you again to Sesh for sponsoring the podcast and being a supporter of Glittered and Goals and being a part of the Glittered and Goals community. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the From Goals to Growth podcast. I am your host, Valencia Thompson. I'm the creator of Glittered and Goals, a women's mental health and wellness community. The From Goals to Growth podcast is an extension of Glittered and Goals, and it is meant to help bring you more clarity and confidence and more connection through community. So thank you for tuning in today. I'm really excited about today's episode. I have the incomparable Brandy of Authentically Be with me today. Brandy is someone I've wanted to get on the show for a long time. We met through the Houston blogger community a few years ago, and Brandy actually invited me to speak at an event that she hosted a while back. And it's such a pleasure to have her on the show and get to collaborate with her again. Um, If you don't know who Brandy is, I'll give you a brief introduction. She is a Houston-based blogger and influencer that specializes in style. She's also one-fourth of the group Influencing in Color. And Brandy has been featured in Southern Living Magazine and on HGTV. But my favorite thing about Brandy is that she is an authentic woman and she keeps it real on these internet streets. So... Welcome to the show, Brandy. Thank you so much for having me. I feel super honored to be here on your platform. Like, this is such a big deal for me. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad that you made time to be here today. It is such an honor to have you. And I know I just gave you a brief introduction, but I'd like to have my guests introduce themselves in their words. So why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners? Hey, y'all. I have to give my Texas on. Hey, y'all. Um, my name is Brandy Gary. I am by education and trade, an elementary school teacher. Um, I'm actually just teaching one class a week this year, you know, this year and helping out at my school wherever I can. But um, I'm also a content creator. Um, I use that word influencer loosely because, you know, my intent when I got into this space was not to influence anybody. And if if it does, it's because it's a real connection. So I, I kind of hesitate using that word, but um, yeah, I feel that. I feel I'm that. a mom of two now. I have a almost eight year old who'll be eight in a couple of days and a nine month old and husband and a family woman and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just I'm just your, your Houston girl. Yes, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for that introduction. And even your introduction is just so real and authentic. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is authenticity. Um, And with the Glittered and Goals community, we are all about authenticity and creating more clarity and confidence within ourselves. And I believe that the only way to really do that is to be authentic. And Mm -hmm. so that's why I wanted to have you on the show, because 
to me, you definitely just personified that in all the ways. And I enjoy following you. Um, of course, like we we have met and we've been around each other in person, but I enjoy mm-hmm. seeing you in your element. And it feels the same as it does when I have been around you in person. And to me, that is just a telltale sign of true authenticity. Wow, what a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we see our favorite people on the street and they don't be our favorite people no more. Right. Yeah, me, no, that's true. Like, especially, yeah. you know, you see people and you feel like you know them and you feel like mm-hmm. you have this connection with them and you're like, oh man, if I were ever to meet them, I would yeah. be so excited. And then you meet them and you're like, Dang. man, that wasn't that exciting. That was kind of <laughs> not fun, you know? Left me and, wanting more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I just love, that's what I love about you is that you definitely are the same in person and that is such an admirable thing. And so first question I have for you today is, um, how did you get into the blogging and content creating space? Um, since you are an educator by trade, like how did you get started? I actually, um, like I said, I'm an elementary school teacher and I got into blogging because we bought a house, a very old house. Um, it needed a lot of fixing up. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to chronicle everything I do in this house and I'm going to put it on a blog. That way I can share it with my friends and family, you know, because they knew I was buying this old house and they would be like, so, you know, what's going on at the house? Yeah. Um, you know, that lasted for a very short time and quickly it morphed into like more style because I, I would kind of get that question from friends, family, you know, people on the street, like, Hey, that's, you know, that's cute. What you have on, like, where'd you get it? And that kind of stuff. So I was like, I should do style blogging instead. Yeah. Um, and kind of DIY it, And it kind of was like a hodgepodge before I really got focused on like, um, a fashion and beauty. But once I got there, you know, it, it felt like that's what I should be doing. And I, you know, I throw in other stuff here and there, but that's really the focus, but it just kind of spontaneously happened because, I, I really, something in my heart was like, you, I want you to start a blog, you know, like I want to start a blog. And I think it was just the teacher in me feeling like I have so much to share mm-hmm. um, that I wasn't currently be, you know, able to share in my current teaching space. Of course, I'm like, I'm teaching children. So I wouldn't share the same thing with them as right. I'm sharing with, you know, maybe an adult woman and all that kind of stuff. But um it really just kind of went from there and gosh, it's been like seven years now. It's been a long time. (laughs) Like you've been doing it. And I'm glad you brought that up about like the contrast with teaching, because that was the next question I have for you. Um, As an educator, did you ever find it hard to like mesh the two worlds? And did you ever feel like you had to hide a certain part of your life from like school and things like that? Because um, I come from a childcare background. I was in professional childcare for 10 years. And so I was a nanny. I did events. I worked for an agency and recruited nannies and hired them and all that. And so I used to often feel being on a, in a public um, light that there was like, I want to be authentic in every space, but it's like, I got my babies. I have, I'm Miss V to them. And I'm Valencia to the rest of y'all. So like, did you ever feel like it was hard for you to mesh those worlds or that you had to keep them separate at any time? Um, here and there, like, you know, you get, like you were saying, you get a feeling every now and then you're like, you definitely always keep in mind, um, school, yeah. you know, I would always keep in mind school and what my families would think, what my children would think if they were to see me doing different things in different spaces. So I always made sure I was coming correct because nobody wants to see their teacher doing certain things, you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but, um, 
thankfully, I've only taught at two schools in the last 10 years that I've been teaching. And the first school that I taught at um, is where I was teaching where I was when I started my blogging career. And my coworkers were very excited for me. Like they would say like, hey, what's going up on the blog and all that kind of stuff. And they let me take pictures of them to put on my blog. I mean, oh, it was awesome. You had, you had yeah. a fan club in your village. I had support you. there, like yeah. deep down support. And those people who supported me are still supporting me. So like, I love my step family for that. And that was where I really was grinding. Like I would teach all day, turn in lesson plans, do this, do that, leave, go to an event, you know, change clothes in my car, go to an event to network, to, you know, do this and do, I mean, that was like several times a week, you know, I would, I would do that. So I was very tired. I was very kind of run down. Luckily I'm in a you know spot now that I, you know, I did that for as long as I needed to, and I don't have to do it as much. And of course, like COVID, nobody's going anywhere right now. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then when I, when I transitioned to another school, I really truly feel so blessed because my wide school family, they are not the kind of space, not the kind of school that is going to constrict anyone. As long as long as you can give your all to them and to the kids while you're doing your other thing, as long as it's not lacking, they were they are and still so extremely supportive. And there I was really to able, able to share with the kids what I do. And my kids would say, like, I would tell them, like, hey, I'm gonna be on TV. And they all go to their parents, oh, Miss Brandy's going to be doing this show or, you know, she's going to be on Houston Live talking about styling in it. So it was really, um, I feel so fortunate that it happened to be a place where they welcome that. And I was able to share that with my kids. Like the connection I have with the children there is so, so much bigger than just being their teacher. Like I see them as human, pe- human beings mm-hmm. and I can't wait till they're 18 so we can really just, you know, <laughs> talk about it. Yes. But um, it was it's I feel really, really, really blessed to, to have to been into two places teaching wise where I was able to do both, um, keeping the kids in the forefront and, and then doing what I could do in the time that I had. And of course, this is before I had two kids. Well, I, I just had one. And, <laughs> you know, my husband wasn't outnumbered. And, and honestly, my, my first baby, he was such an angel. Like he was just this really straightforward kid who. He just wanted his food, his sleep, you know, eat, hang out. You know, he didn't need too much. And he made it easy for you then. He, he made, made it, it so easy. easy. <laughs> yes, he made he made it so easy. Now, this this girl I got is <laughs> running oh, the house. She's so cute. I just so love easy. your stories. And, like, seeing your family, like, y'all are just so awesome to, like, watch. And I just, like, I know you posted the other day that she was, like, clapping for the yes. first time. Woke up and was <laughs> like... I'm just gonna clap it up, mom. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yes. I love that. Girl. I love that. But that's amazing that your career has been able to support you in the other part of your work. And yeah. that is not something that people always experience. And so that's really cool that you've been yeah. able to have that experience and been able to have that village behind you to support yeah. you and to cheer you on as you're doing your thing. So yeah. I love to hear that. That's amazing. And um I share a similar experience where my I'm, I have I'm with a different employer now, but my former employer and my current they the same way. It's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? We're supporting it, and yeah. we're like we want to know about it, and that is always such a blessing because you hear people's stories about work mm-hmm. and 
you know, it's like, mm, I can't relate because that's not my experience. Yeah. Um, but it is very a, a very real reality, especially for Black women to have to like, yeah. you know, compartmentalize ourselves. Mm-hmm. All so the it's time. beautiful when we can just be like free and be authentic and be yeah. our true selves and not have to code switch all the time and be like, oh, if mm-hmm. you know me, you know me. And that's yeah. that. Um, so that actually leads me into, uh, the next, um, question that I have for you. One, how did you come up with the name authentic, authentically be, and what does authenticity mean to you and why is it important? So the name, um, it's so interesting. I had, when I was trying to name my blog, I had so many names written down. I actually still have the journal that I wrote them in and it's crazy to look at because, I was even like trying to draw it fancy, like what would this look like if it was an actual, you know, text or, you know, font or if I get somebody to make it look nice. Yeah. Um, I went through like Shades of B, uh, Bonafide B, like it was like so many. Uh, yes, Bonafide. <laughs> so many. I mean, it sounds like a little, I don't know, it doesn't sound as cool now, but um I, I don't have a straightforward answer for you. Just know that I went like through lots of names mm-hmm. and landed on that one with the, with the understanding with myself that my authenticity also lied in my flexibility because at the time I was, I was teaching and doing this and doing, you know, I was, I was too widespread and I was in a lot of places doing a lot of things and mentally, physically, everything. And um, it was really showing me how flexible I had to be to be able to do all the things that I wanted to do at that time. So for me, I came up with the name because I had to switch back and forth and do this, but it was very much a part of who I was at the time and who I still am. And it was just part of my journey. So I just, I just leaned into that and the idea of like, I'm going to try something new every time I get a chance you know, we, we all have our tried and true products and things that we do all the time. But at the same time, any opportunity I get to try something different or to do something different, I'm going to do it because that is the only way you'll know if you love what you love, you know, like you just gotta, you gotta try that thing. You gotta see if you love it, see if you like this more, Yeah. you know, just imagine that food that you like never had and you tasted it finally. You were like, Oh my God, I've been sleeping on it. And I didn't even know that this existed. And I think that that is such a, a great way to describe even like authenticity. Like you, it it does require flexibility Mm -hmm. because as we grow and as we experience different things, we do, we, we change if we allow ourselves to Mm -hmm. and realizing that being authentic is 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 going with that flow and being flexible and allowing the change to happen I think so many times we um can get caught up in being like super rigid like this Mm -hmm. is who I am this Mm -hmm. is what I like this is what Mm -hmm. I do Mm -hmm. it's like even now like I have if you're watching on YouTube I have like pink on my nails and like and I'm wearing like a shade of pink uh, shirt right now. But I used to always say like, I'm not really a pink person. Yeah. And it's like, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, what is like I've worn pink before, but I would never yeah. say that I really like pink. And I yeah. think it was just kind of trying to go against the grain because girls mm-hmm. are like supposed to like yeah. pink. So it's like, I'm not going to really say I like, like pink, but like, I'm like, I do kind of like pink. I do like, like pink. Yeah. <laughs> like this is cute pink is cool and I think that that's a part of like allowing that flexibility and Mm -hmm. letting our authentic self 
really shine through and that can change from day to day Mm -hmm. and I think you do such a great job of showing that on your platform because of the way that you style different things and that the way that you show that you know I can wear it this one way and then Mm -hmm. I can wear it this other way and I think that that truly does show flexibility and that you know being your authentic self doesn't require you to be like rigid Mm -hmm. or put yourself in a box yeah um I do agree I think that oftentimes we think that our authenticity is tied to being set in a certain way or Mm -hmm. to um to to continuing to have a certain mindset about something when really it's allowing yourself that space to say hey I changed my mind I changed my mind and not just I changed my mind I changed my mind at any moment I mean I don't care if it's from this second to the next second or if it's the next day or if it's the next year or if it's within an hour if you change your mind you change your mind and a lot of people have problems with with that because it affects other people when you change your mind. Yeah. But that yeah. those other people who are affected have to they have to be okay. They're going to have to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Cuz you can't yeah. sacri- you can't sacrifice, you know, what you truly want and need because you're worried about what someone else is going to think or say. And if they have a problem, they can let you know. Mm-hmm. But it's not your job to worry about them. <laughs> your job is to worry about you absolutely that makes me think of um from goals to growth even the the name of this podcast from goals to growth just kind of became my personal slogan and I started using it with glittered and goals because it what it really means is like we are moving from just focusing on what the outcome is what the goal is Mm -hmm. and we're focusing on the on on the growth process Mm -hmm. and in that growth process that's where the change happens Mm -hmm. that's where you really figure out who your authentic self is that's where you get to change your mind Mm -hmm. you know and so of course our goals are always going to get it be important we all have like these things that we want out of life and that's great and we always need to keep that in our mind but we have to move in my opinion from focusing just on the goal to focusing on the growth and on the Mm -hmm. growth is where the good stuff happens like that's that's where it's hard that's where it's fun that's where it's messy that's where it's like all these transitions get to take place and Mm -hmm. I think that if we focus more on the growth aspect and not just the outcome the goal aspect then Mm -hmm. that's when we really truly do get to know ourselves in a way that maybe we didn't before and we do get to change our minds and we do get to say well you knew me then but you know Mm -hmm. I've been on this growth thing and I'm Mm -hmm. not that person and I get to change and maybe you don't like this version of me and that's okay yeah (laughs) yeah I'm not holding your butt to the fire yeah yeah you get to like either get with it or not so I love that I love that the next thing that I wanted to ask you about, um, because this is something I noticed, um, one thing that I love about you is that you give beauty disclaimers on your posts mm-hmm. and you also put them in your stories. Like when you're using a filter and things like that, you'll say like that you're using a filter. And yeah. I just wanted to talk a little bit more about what inspired you to do that. Like um, what, why, why do that? Cause I don't see yeah. a lot of people doing that. Yeah. It's a, uh, I think it was, it was really more, seeing, I mean, keeping in mind that I'm around young children or, you know, I used to be on a daily basis and to see the confidence um, of young boys and girls and to know that they are already on the internet, you know, Mm -hmm. they're already browsing, they're already scrolling, they're watching YouTube and, you know, nothing wrong with any of that. My son does it as well. But 
I just want it to be a place that if they ever landed on my page, mm-hmm. they never, I don't, I never wanted anyone to look at me and, and think that what they were looking at was supposed to be perfect, was supposed to be any kind of way than what I wanted it to, wanted to present it as. Mm-hmm. And people, it's, I think it's like obvious, you know, like people, you can look at my face right now on this video and you can tell I'm wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. I, you know, my brows are filled in. Yeah. I got some foundation on. I got lipstick on. You know, I don't, p- people are not stupid. Yeah. yeah. It's not hard. But for some reason on social and in different spaces, sometimes we are really afraid to just show up and be the way we are going to be. Yeah. And so the beauty disclaimer just came from from that idea and just putting it all out there and just saying like, yeah, I know you like this image you hit like or you didn't or whatever. But this is this is what I did you know, cosmetically, this is what I'm wearing just to put it out there. Yeah. Because it's like people, people will, will do, you know, skin campaigns and skin stuff and have on makeup, which is fine. You know, when you look on TV and there's a Neutrogena campaign, that model's got on makeup as she's, as she's splashing water on her face. (laughs) (laughs) She, She does, you know, absolutely. And it's an advertisement. It's cool. But not everybody knows that. 100%. There is somebody who's looking at that and saying, that girl's skin is flawless. There are people out there that have really nice, that they have nice skin. Mm-hmm. But there are people out there who also are wearing makeup as they splash water on their face. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just one of those things that I just, I didn't want to be the person to stand in between those ideas. I just felt like that was a way to just put it out there. And for everybody else to just feel good about what they're looking at and not like I'm trying to cover anything or, you know, whatever. If I'm wearing foundations because I want to wear a foundation today. Yeah. That's it. I think that's I great. I think it's really, really good that you do that. It stands out. And I think that um, it's important because while it is, to me, I also agree. I'm like, well, it's obvious. Like, oh, yeah. you know, duh. But sometimes with these filters and stuff, it may not be so obvious. Like, yeah. I've had people comment on my skin and say, like, oh, like, you, you're, you know, your skin looks flawless. And I've messaged them and been like, oh, I'm using the Paris filter right now. Like, I <laughs> like, my skin is really clear right now. I've been drinking a lot of water, but yeah. the, what you just saw is not my skin in its like unfiltered yeah. form, you know? So I'm like, looking at the skin like, dang, your skin is flawless though. <laughs> <laughs> it does look really good. Thank you. I mean, I try to take really good care of my skin, but like yeah. you said, when you're showing up and you're on your stories and you're talking to people, I often just show up like, yeah. I don't have my bonnet on sometime. Like I, I just be out here because- <laughs> Bonnet life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if I don't do it now, y'all not gonna hear from me. And this is how it look right now. Yeah, but, get you it. Know, it's important that we do um, not put out like false messages. And I agree, mm-hmm. like coming from a space of working with young children and understanding that they're so impressionable. And yes. um, I remember myself as a little girl, like I was impressionable. Like I oh was very much into like beauty and like I wanted yeah. my nails to be done like yeah. I always was kind of considered like a girly girl and I did aspire to like beauty standards that I saw on mm-hmm. TV but now like you're saying like these kids they don't just have TV they have the internet they, they are all social media they have all of it coming at yeah. them and they are seeing so many 
convergence of like reality and a lot of it isn't even reality. And so I do, I do appreciate that you do that because it may seem like such a simple gesture, but like, you never know the young person or even the adult Mm -hmm. person that may stumble on your page. Like, Oh, yeah. If she's, if she's saying that, you know, she's using a filter or she's letting us know, like, it's, it's not a big deal. I think that it's just the simplicity of it is also very like remarkable because for some people it's not that simple and it, it, Mm -hmm. it can be, very like toiling for them so yeah. I think that that's really cool that you do that um it can definitely yeah. be a challenge to I mean even even in my stories I just I literally just like a few weeks ago I just said in my stories that when I'm on Instagram stories or whatever video whatever I'm going to stop using filters here as well like mm-hmm. the video that you see on stories is going to be the captured video in the phone yeah. that's it because when I really focused more on what my intention was for showing up in the space, um, that didn't factor in for me. The, having a filter on, no, you know, no matter, especially something that's like skin correcting or you know, beautifying or whatever, it didn't fit into me continuing to spread the message of authenticity. It did not fit into spreading messages of joy and making sure that women feel good about themselves and strong and smart and Nowhere in there did having a filter on help that messaging. Absolutely. And I, I don't know why it took me so long to, 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 for me to catch on, but finally I've caught on and I'm, I'm just like, that doesn't fit here anymore. So I've also let that fall off, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, as well. I still, you know, when you do a little heart thing and it like pans in on something that you like love, you know, I still... Yeah use that because I mean I got something from the store yesterday and I did the little like I'm like oh my god I love this yeah um but it wasn't with the intention to make my I'm not in the video and it wasn't to make me look different or to make my skin look smoother or to change my eye color or you know whatever it was just you know so I still use them but not not on myself and not with the intention to make myself look different yeah yeah so I think that that is um I think that is really cool. And also, I just want to point out what we're saying here. We're not saying that if you are using filters that that's bad or no, anything like that. Not at all. But this just speaks to the to the flexibility of being authentic. Mm-hmm. You get to make adjustments with yourself mm-hmm. and you're saying like for you that was something that didn't resonate with your messaging anymore. Yeah. And so you decided to make that change and to make that adjustment and it's not so fault anyone else that doesn't choose to do that or doesn't choose to um, approach their messaging in that way but that was Mm -hmm. something that you felt empowered to be able to do and to be able to speak up about it and I think that that's awesome that you um, have done that um the next thing that I wanted to get into I know that you are one-fourth of influencing in color yay yay (laughs) she's like gang 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 gang. (laughs) so I absolutely I love y'all. I love um, your page. And it's been really cool to see the growth because I remember Mm -hmm. when you first like, because I wasn't following any of the other ladies before. I didn't Mm -hmm. know who they were. But I remember when you first started like posting about it. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but it it looks like something that I'm into. And just to see the growth that y'all have had. um, And really, it seems like a short amount of time. Um, Tell me a little bit more about influencing in, in color and like how that come about? So Influencing Color is, it's a, it's a girl gang. You know, there's four of us all together and we really 
came together to do something different. Um, a lot of times in social and in advertisement and in a lot of different places, you see, you might see one or two girls together, but you never see four. And you surely you never see four black women mm-hmm. consistently um, working together on an ongoing basis. And so while we have a real, true, genuine friendship, and when I say friendship, I mean they know my business and I know theirs. I would drop my kids off over there. Like, I mean, like that real life (laughs) friendship. (laughs) Like, yeah, like, (laughs) you know, outside of social, outside of, you know, optics of what things look like. Mm -hmm. Um, But we came together because we felt that it was it was something that was also needed in the space so that women feel and felt like that they could come together in sisterhood, in camaraderie with other women to achieve their goals, to, to find um, friendship, to find support. As Black women, a lot of times we are like, and this is what has been pushed upon us, we have to be so strong and mm. we can do it by ourselves. And yes, we can, but why would we want to? Yes. Why would I, I want to run myself into the ground for the sake of saying I did it myself? I don't. Yes. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Least, and I'll say, not, <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Like, <laughs> not anymore, you know. Yeah, because I definitely can uh, relate to that. And mm-hmm. it used to be something that I wore as somewhat of a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. And I was actually listening to a podcast this morning um, with uh, Debbie Brown on the Dropping Gems podcast. She talked about like uh, childhood, like wounds and mm-hmm. how that can like show up. And she was like, when you like over when you're overly independent you know it's usually a reaction to something that has been imposed on you and that is something that I think that a lot of black women can relate to is that you know we have to we've seen so many of the women in our lives Mm -hmm. just bear like so many burdens and like yeah. everything on their shoulders and yes. then you hear and she never complained and it's like, like why not she should have been complaining, <laughs> been like, complaining. <laughs> I would have been on the floor like yes you know? so yeah seeing uh the group of y'all like come together and it's really it's really plain to see that y'all are real friends like yeah. I um I remember seeing even when you were getting ready to have the baby I think and like I I want to say like did they do like a a drive-through baby shower or like drop yes. off for you or something yes like. I was and I was unprepared and not ready didn't know they were coming <laughs> standing out there looking a mess but that's something <laughs> that real friends do so I was like yeah, oh, yeah they're friends in real life because yeah, yeah. this is something I can see my girls doing like we just gonna yeah. pull up on you and I'm not gonna yeah. call so that's amazing to see y'all come together in this way mm-hmm. and to uh just show things in a different light I think that that's such a beautiful initiative um to be a part of yeah and 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 leaning into that is also something we share a lot is that um to make our to make what we have going on to make it work we we lean on each other a lot and it is we have to because we're not all good at the same things it's yeah. like not one of those women would call me and say hey brandy um do this like uh put put some stories up on the influencing color page they would never call me and ask me to do that <laughs> Why? Because that's not my strong suit. There are other team members that are much more suited and have such a better eye for what the imagery of that brand is, is that they, is that they would never ask me to do that. (laughs) Like that was me insulting. I'm like, y'all know I can't do that. Don't do that to me. (laughs) Vice versa. You know, I'm, 
on with that brand, I'm I'm our money woman. I'm I'm sending the invoices. I'm getting us paid. I'm making sure that when people don't pay us, I'm like, hey, where's our check? You know, that's what I'm good at. And so they're like, hey, Brandy, this brand asked for this. Send them this. Send them our W nine. Send them. We lean on each other for different things, and that's what makes it flow. And that's why we've been able to continue to do it because not one person's doing everything, and not one person is expected to be good at. everything all the things yes I think that speaks so strongly to um creating clarity and confidence through Mm -hmm. community like that is it in action because when you are doing that you're able to see each other and you're able to see one another for like who you really are and not like you, you can see each other for who you really are and not who I want you to be yeah and I think that we are like I'm at a point in my life I'm like look I'm in the 30 plus club now and like, (laughs) (laughs) me too. and it's like, it's, I I don't have time for anything else. Like I don't have time to prove myself to anyone. And so Mm -hmm. as I am in community, that clarity and confidence has to be in Mm -hmm. a reciprocal way. Yeah. And being able to see one another and being able to hold each other up in our strengths and not bring each other down because you're not strong in the way I feel yeah. like you should be strong. Yeah. And I think that that is something that is so powerful, yeah. um, especially for the generation that we are in. Like mm-hmm. that was not always an option right. in the past, right. um, which I acknowledge too. Cause I think sometimes for anyone, I have such a variety of audience with glittered and goals mm-hmm. that, you know, listens to this podcast. And it's not to say that like prior generations just had it all wrong because we mm-hmm. like tip our hats. Like there's things that we absolutely would not do now, but we also don't have to. And yeah. we have different options. Um, but with recognizing the things that we recognize now, we are able to make different decisions and different mm-hmm. choices. And we're able to be authentic in a way that says, Hey, I recognize this and that ain't for me. Yeah. And, you know, I recognize this and I don't really want to associate in that type of space. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is something that is driven home through y'all's brand with influencing and in color as well. And it definitely makes a statement mm-hmm. um, to who you are. And to your point of like not really seeing like more than two like women together, like in these shoots, I was on the curl box page the other day and it was mm-hmm. a photo of three black women. And Where I the thought fourth it was girl at? like, <laughs> I thought yeah. it was y'all. I did. I commented, I was like, I thought this was influencing in color for a minute. And that is just like how yeah. much of a statement y'all have made because yeah. now when I see like multiple of black women I kind of like look twice and I'm yeah. like oh okay I thought that was them so congratulations on that I think that y'all are doing amazing work and y'all should thank absolutely you. keep it up thank you, thank you. so okay so let's get down to motherhood um, Ooh, <laughs> I'm tired just <laughs> you said motherhood I'm tired <laughs> we haven't even got to it yet she said <laughs> So I just want to talk to you about your children. You um, share them with us um, through your platform. Um, and what do you what do you want your children to learn from you about authenticity? Oh wow! You just asked me a really hard, wide open question. Kind of like, where do I begin with that? Um, I would like to think that what I would like to share with my kids about authenticity is that 
like we spoke about earlier that, you know, you have the right to change your mind and you can still be you when you change your mind. Mm -hmm. But um, authenticity shows up in different ways. It shows up as like confidence. It shows up as self-love. It shows up as, you know, I think one thing we leave out of authenticity sometimes is that you have to spend time with yourself in order to, like you were saying, to gain clarity on that because if you only if you only try to find your authenticity through community you can kind of get that group think yep. where um you think what your friends think and you think what you've heard other people think because you've heard them say it so much or you know y'all are in that bubble together but i think there's a really great balance when you do both so when you spend time with yourself and you can focus and get that clarity on what you like it's like going out to eat by yourself or going on a vacation by yourself and I honestly never, um, the idea of finding authenticity through time alone um, came when my, my, from my sister. So many beautiful things have come from that woman. She, she would solo trip all the time, all over the world. This woman, she would go, like, go, like, go, go, go alone by herself and just have an amazing time. And it's like, that's that's when you get to find yourself. That's when, that's when you get to find like, you know, when I'm on vacation, I like to take naps yeah. or I like to get out and see everything. Or I like to be like, you, you don't even get to know what kind of vacationer you are unless you go by yourself. Cause unless you know, you go by yourself. Cause yeah. you're not on anyone's time. Like yes. the first time I, I wish that I would have stumbled upon this earlier yeah. in my life. When I had time. <laughs> <laughs> now I got these kids. <laughs> Like I got a schedule to go out of town and stuff. I wish I had done but it too. Even that, when you when you travel with other people, schedules and other people's time, like you mm. are having to, you everybody's trying to decide when they're gonna go eat. When are yes. we gonna go eat? And it's yes. like you might not even really be hungry, but the I ain't even hungry. Eat. So like <laughs> you still full from brunch, but they going to yeah. dinner, and it's like I really could just not go. And yeah. I've gone on a couple solo excursions. They were because of work initially, mm. like, but just being able to be on my own time and being able to be like, I don't have to answer to anyone. And even yeah. like um, my husband and I, we don't have kids yet, but even like going without him, like just yeah. being somewhere completely alone. And I think yeah. when we move into like these different like roles that we play, it's like, oh, well, I'm a wife. So every time yeah. I take a trip, it got to be with my husband or yeah. like, you know, in motherhood, I'm sure it's like, you know, some people feel like, everything I do has to be with my kids. Otherwise it makes me, you know, this or that. But mm -hmm. I think that you would agree because I'm the same way. Like I can't speak to motherhood, but I've worked with a lot of mothers and I like, yeah. I'm like, listen, I've been the one to like, give me your kids so that you can go do what you yeah, need to do. Yes. Because it's not all about them. And the same way, <laughs> even if you have a partner, like I'm not like, I don't, I actually didn't even realize I did this, but like mm -hmm. asking you about your kids was like, like toward the end of the list. And like, <laughs> because girl, get these awesome. kids. Like <laughs> Funny enough. So that's something that Shay and I, Shay is one of my friends in, um, from Influence and Color. We say that all the time. We'll be like, oh, but I got to do this with the kids. And she'd be like, she say, forget these kids. I use different words. Yeah. <laughs> I be using that. I be dropping that F word. I be like, F them kids. I got stuff I want to do too. Absolutely. And that, the thing is, the kids are going to be fine. They're they going to be fine. They're not going to miss you. They don't miss you. You think they miss you? My son leaves the school. It doesn't even say bye to me. 
It's more so the other way around. <laughs> yes. I think a lot of time, like you miss them more than they miss you. It's but true. again, to that point of like finding yourself, like and being able to soothe yourself, being able yes. to show up for yourself. And I think that is so important for anyone listening to just remember that like the way you show up for you is the way you show up for everyone. Yeah. And when you don't show up for yourself, that's going to like mm-hmm. spill over into the way that you show up for everyone else. So true. And so like being able to identify like who you are outside of the roles that you and responsibilities that you have um, is so important to me. And I think that that is a, one of the purest like parts of being an authentic person, mm-hmm. like knowing who you are outside of those roles that you play. And I feel like there's such a good balance with that with you. Like, of course, like we see your kids, but we also see you doing your own thing. And I think that that is such a beautiful example because it shows that it exists and yeah. it shows that it's like, possible and it shows that it's okay it's hard you know it's hard it's it's been hard to get there because I've also very recently been in that mental space where I was feeling like I had to do much more than I needed to do Mm -hmm. um and not really recognizing like why am I trying to shoulder all of this it was it was when of course we're all we've all been in the middle of this pandemic thing for a really long time it's over a year we're getting up on yeah and you know, I wasn't able to have the support and the help that I had in my, you know, my previous child. And just because it wasn't safe to just have people around all the time and all that kind of stuff. But I just, I was breastfeeding, you know, a little person. I was trying to work and do my blog work. I was teaching a class online. I was, it was, it was, the house was a wreck and a mess and it was too much. And I was, trying to manage it because I wanted to breastfeed this child, you know, for as long as I could. And I I even had to say, you know what, if I stop breastfeeding her, she's going to be okay. She's going to eat. She She might have another little cold here and there, which she's had, but you know what? She's fine. She's going to be fine because how, how can I give her anything of me when I'm so run down? When I tell you I was so tired, so exhausted, so depressed, so sad, crying all the time it was just one of those things where it's like why you why are you doing this to yourself when you have resources you have things that you can change you can you can flip this but you just feel like you need to do it so you can do it yourself yeah Yeah. like I literally had to deal with that very very recently so it's when I talk about it I'm not talking about it just like in theory Absolutely. Man. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that because that's it. Like, and I'm glad you said that. Like, nothing that I speak of either is like, no, I'm talking about what I know, you know. And like yeah. for me, I come from a home where my mom, she resigned from work to be a stay-at-home mom and to yeah. homeschool her three kids. Oh, and people ask me, Am I gonna do that? <laughs> Heck no. No. Heck no. I've told my own mom, I'm like, I'm so thankful. I am so thankful wow. because I can see the tangible ways that yeah. her pouring in, into and sacrificing so much of herself for us has yeah. benefited my life in a way that I could never repay. Yeah. However, Look at you. I mean, <laughs> thank you. Shout out to my mama. Shout out my to mom. Mom's part of the collective. She'd be on my collective meeting with my membership. Yeah. And it's really great to share that space. But I've even told her like, I so appreciate everything that she's ever done. And when people ask me, like, would you do that? Um, 
I don't have children yet, so I can't speak to what I just absolutely would not do. But do right. I have a desire to make those same sacrifices in the same way? I'm like, nah, yeah. no. And me and my mom have even talked about it. Like, I'm like, some of the things she did, I wish she didn't as a woman. Yeah. And like, as putting herself completely last. I'm like, yeah. you know, mom, while I can appreciate that and while, yeah. I mean, you did a phenomenal job as a parent. Mm-hmm. Now, as a as a woman, and as I started to grow, I'm like, man, I want you. I w- I wish you would put yourself first a little bit more. Yeah, I wish that you would, you know, um, say no to us so you could say yes to you sometimes. Yes. And so I'm thankful though that I've been able to see that contrast. So mm-hmm. that when I do go into motherhood, and even examples from mothers like you, mm-hmm. I'm able to see like, you know what, you are you you can absolutely still be a fantastic mother, a fantastic like whatever it is that you want to be in life and not have to sacrifice yourself to do it. Not completely. Of course we have to make sacrifices. I'm not saying that, but like you don't have to just completely just disown yourself so that you can show up in these roles. And I think you do a great job of like um, portraying that. And even in the honesty of saying the, the things that you've gone through, that's still so vulnerable and real. And that just speaks to like, that speaks to your authenticity as well. Yeah. I think sometimes we, one, we don't realize how much time we really spend in those other roles mm-hmm. versus the time that we spend by ourselves. Like most people, including myself, we get, I would say 30 minutes max, you know, on a daily basis to ourselves. We're just doing something not work related, not, you know, not making phone calls, not, you know, whatever, not dealing with the kids. You know, even if you're hanging out with the kids, that's not a time for you. That's family time. So um, just thinking about how much time we spend in those other roles as being friends, wives, mothers, sisters, you know, co-workers, you know, employees, whatever we are, we spend so much more time in, in those roles than we do on our own. Yeah. Like so much more time. I think, I think there should be laws against it, you know, <laughs> it should be required it's by law <laughs> that each human gets an hour to themselves every at day. Least, at, at least. least. But, you know, we spend a lot of time in those roles. And then at the same time, it's just like, how do you gain clarity? And how do you get to know yourself better and know what you really like and and be able to stop eating when you're full? Because, you know, when you eat with other people, it's like you watch other people eat. You're like, dang, she ate all food. Or, or. And you feel like this pressure that shouldn't even be there. Or like, you know, you're eating with your husband and your son and you know they're going to ask for your food. So you got to keep, you like, ah. I got to eat it all now, or you, you're not gonna have no leftovers. So you, oh, they go, they gonna go in the fridge. My leftovers, <laughs> you know that kind of stuff, and that's that's the stuff that happens that you don't even think about, you know, until you eat with yourself and you're like, man, I'm full. And Still I got half a plate done. of food. Yeah, I can just be done yeah. and have my leftovers. And- <laughs> And, and like absolutely <laughs> I can't even talk to I'm definitely guilty because I eat off my husband's plate he hates it I try not to do it as much though because I don't really like when he do it to me I don't really like it I'd be like yeah. why are you over here and he'd be like I know you did it not you <laughs> not you <laughs> yeah. uh, I try to be a little bit more gracious because I'm definitely I definitely will eat off his plate but yeah. um as we just come to wrap this up, I wish no. talking like I I hate this part. This is like yeah. the worst part of podcasting because you have to wrap up the show. Yeah. Um, but as we come to the end here, I just want to ask, like, what is the what is the one thing or 
not even one thing. What do you want listeners to take away and know about what it means to be authentic and how they can show up as their authentic selves in the world? Um, I would say that um, authenticity is not uh, just fixed. It's not fixed. It's, it changes. There's an evolution that happens when you're on a journey to authenticity. It's not, I'm not just authentic right now. I have to keep going to continue to get closer to my true authentic self because even as I sit here feeling like an authentic person I still have pressures I still have you know feedback and stuff that I have to deal with daily like everybody does you know I see things that's you know things here and there whatever so it's an evolution it's a journey um and I would also say that be less afraid uh you know it requires a, a certain amount of vulnerability to be able to ward off some of the shame and stuff that kind of comes with trying to be more authentic because shame is a very strong emotion. And some people think that it's another emotion, but it's really shame sometimes. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like women in body hair. You think like you can shave your legs. You're like, Oh my God, I don't want to show my legs. And you know, I'm sitting here with armpits full of arm, you know, arm <laughs> just because I don't, I, I wanted to. So I did it, you know, but it's like, it, it requires a certain level of confidence and vulnerability. It's just like this melting pot of all these good things that you have to kind of pull from Mm -hmm. to be your authentic self and not to worry about being shamed for doing something that you really want to do. So um, just kind of, it's a journey. It's not fixed and just brush off all the other stuff that doesn't serve you. If it's not for you, if it's not making you feel good, if it's, um, putting you down or making you feel uncomfortable in any kind of way, just let it go. Let it go. Not for you. I love that. I think that's such a great way to wrap us up. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being here. Um, We're going to have to do this again. Absolutely. Like, we're just going to have to. It could be the same topic. It could be a different topic. (laughs) But we're going to have to do this again. But let us know um, where we can keep up with you. And let us know if you have anything else that we can support that you may be working on. Yeah. Um, So online, authenticallybe.com. It's the letter B, not B-E-E. I do do write B-E-E sometimes on things. authentically.be on Instagram and all these other platforms. It's all authentically be. I may not be showing up on all those places, but I'm there. <laughs> I'm there somewhere. Um, and influencingincolor.com and influencingincolor on Instagram too. You can support us there. I wish I had some big gem to drop like, ooh, this is coming out, but I don't. No, that's so. totally fine. <laughs> that is totally fine. Well, thank you so much, Brandy. It has been so fun to catch up with you and to just chat and to share this space with you. And it mm-hmm. has honestly felt like sharing, even though we're not sharing physical space, it's yeah. just been like such a good time to have like just girl chat. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. So thank you so much for being a guest on the From Goals to Goals podcast. Um, yeah, y'all, this is it. I have to wrap us up. Um, <laughs> you can keep up with me on social media at Frorildo and also at Glittered in Goals. Y'all know where to find me. You can watch the podcast on YouTube as well as listen on Apple Podcasts. And for those who want to be a part of a community and be able to gain um, more clarity and confidence and be supported, we are still running the collective Glittered in Goals membership-based community. You can get more information about that at www.glitteredin.com 
glitteredandgoals.com forward slash the collective. And I will be happy to share that with you. But until next time, this has been the From Goals to Growth podcast, and we will talk to you later. Bye-bye.